0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is the beefy voice here to graze with you about a local announcer for the food show. And that's what we're here for. We talk about food. We talk about restaurants, cooking, wine, and everything else you can think of that appertains to uh, those those things to... To talk Sweet. about. Our number is uh, what? So what in the world it is pertains that? to eating? We have parti- participating in eating yeah. in the form of what appears to be about ten bags of uh, of chiwis. <laughs> What is uh, what in the world is this, and why do you have it here?
2: Because uh, we have a guest. We a have guest. a guest. Yes, first of all, I don't know if, you know, Doug has mentioned it because he likes to do that or if we saw it up here, but yeah. today is National Bacon Lovers Day. National
1: Bacon Lovers Day. Well, yeah, I thought
2: that was every day, but anyway. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we have Mark Singleton. Doug, is he there? Mark Singleton? If we have if we have him on the line, uh, Mark Singleton is here to talk about uh, pork rinds, I think, and other things having to do with National Bacon Lovers Day. Is that right? I'm Hi,
1: right. Mark. I'm right here. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. And let's check with the boss back at the studio. Is are we sounding okay? Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, well, we're all ready then. Yeah, we are. Well, Hello, Mark. You know,
3: it, it, is, it is funny because it is true. When Americans, on average, eat 18 pounds of bacon per year. So I, I agree. I think pretty much pounds. every day. Is bacon,
2: I can do that right? at a at a single breakfast buffet, I think. <laughs>
3: uh-huh. I, I, you know what? That is funny. But, you know, bacon over the years is just, uh, as we all know, it's in recipes. It's for breakfast. It's for you know, sandwiches for lunch and dinner and everything. It's, it's all it's over It's in the
2: brownies page, sometimes, which yeah. I find a little gross. You know, you know, uh,
3: uh, sprinkled um ice cream as well.
2: But oh, why would brother. you? Yeah. Why? I mean, I, I don't think there are many people who love bacon more than me, but I just don't feel that it should be uh, part of a, a, um, a sweet <laughs> dish, you know?
1: Yeah.
3: Anyway, uh, you are with
2: are you with the company that makes yes. these pork rinds? You are.
3: Actually, okay. yes, I'm with Southern Recipe pork rinds and we like to say that, you know, and you're wondering why listeners why pork rinds and bacon and why we talk about that because, you know, uh, pork rinds are that bacon y flavor that everybody looks for you know i like to say we're a bacon southern brother that's what a pork rind is so yeah. yeah yeah bacon's so hard to carry in a pocket isn't it you know when you're on the well on i don't know it depends on how much
2: you need to you know
3: <laughs> but yeah pork rinds i, I, I could are do that it
2: means, yeah. i could do it <laughs>
3: <laughs> well you know uh, you know but pork rinds i, I you know, it is easier to eat, but is that that flavor that everybody looks for? You know, and that's what bacon is. I mean, you know, you talk about that it, umami. It's that salty, fatty, savory, comforting food, and that's why bacon just kind of brings that through. And then, and and we've been around since 1955 as a pork rind company.
2: Oh
3: wow! So. Wow! Oh yeah. I mean, and pork rinds are great because they're nine grams of protein and no carbs. You know, so. You get that, you know, we, we well, it's basically
2: fried out. fat, isn't it? It's it's basically yeah. fried fat. And I and I'm not saying that you're not talking to somebody who's like a fat policeman, okay? Because I think that <laughs> the word is just starting to get out that that fats are actually something that should be your friend. So well, I don't know how much animal fat, especially something like bacon fat, but I would I think rather eat that than the fake fat that we well, are given. <laughs>
3: You're exactly right, though, and right now, very hot is the keto diet, which, and right. then Atkins has been around, and, it's, and it, pork rinds are great for diabetics, you know, Be, and you talk about fat and all that, you know, pork rinds have half the fat and calories of potato chips, you know, so, and more protein, four times more protein, so uh, it is a nice uh, quality snack for people, you know, and, uh and We've, you know, and diets that, change, as you know, you know. people yes, The keto is very Trends popular. change.
2: And, we're going we're gonna to yeah. pop open your hot and spicy yeah, pork well, rinds right Yeah, we can't right resist now. this anymore. Doug, so, I'm sorry that we're not in the studio because you would ultimately be getting these, but maybe I'll just bring them to you later in the week. So are you telling me that a pork rind is simply a piece of pork fat that's dropped into oil? Is that mean yeah, there? Is there any other processing it, it, it's very, required? It's
3: very close. It's it's a uh, pork skin, um, and if crackling you've seen crackling, it's a heavier, more dense pork rind. That has a little bit of meat on it, a little bit more fat, and that's heavier. But really, at Southern Recipe, we use proprietary process, and and you that's yeah.
2: That's
1: not bad. It's, no, uh, it's quite spicy, know, very, but other than that, yeah.
3: I mean, yeah, I like yeah, this.
2: You nice. know, and I oh, that's that is spicy. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I've never. I'm never really warmed to pork, pork rinds, and I'm not saying this because you're on the phone with us, but I kind of <laughs> like this. <laughs> it, it's, you know what? And
3: I always say for dipping, too. You know, I mean, you have chips and tortilla chips and stuff like that, but a pork rind, it's a nice little built-in scoop, isn't it? If you have a nice salsa or a cream dip or a bacon dip. No, or it is. Like it that. is.
2: Whenever you know, I see it, and I'm seeing it a lot on menus here, Yes. I see it. I see pork rinds served with like a a, a a fish dip sometimes, and I see it with like a chicken salad. And usually when I see it, do you have these uh, illusions while you're asleep or awake or no, not driving? Like no, oh. when I'm sitting next to you in a restaurant, and I oh, and I never really eat them because I think I don't know pork rinds. But you know what? This is the first time I'm actually focusing on a pork rind, and I kind of like it. Oh, I, I mean, This it. would work. This would work.
3: But, but I will tell you, you know, and you have a lot Thomas. of uh, listeners that are gluten free, and pork rinds are gluten free. So what we have some great um, consumers that will take a pork rind and they'll substitute flour, uh, maybe in a pizza crust or something, and they'll substitute one for one the pork rind crunched down uh, for flour, and it it is a gluten free um, alternative. So you have individuals, and like I said, you know, for diabetics, fantastic, you know, no carbs. Yeah. And, nine grams of protein, and, and so you do have some benefits there, and
1: it's a nice
3: bacony y flavor. Since it's, it does
1: have know, bacon flavor. Bacon ah, flavor. well, it, it, we had mentioned at the very beginning that this is eating great bacon. I'm kind oil.
2: of liking these.
1: Uh, bacon, it's Bacon Day. It's so, National
2: Bacon Lover's Day.
1: National Bacon Lover's Day, and so here we are doing it.
2: Which is a bunk, bunch of bunk, because every is? day is a National Bacon <laughs> Lovers Day.
1: <laughs> you know that huh. each year, every US, day is Mother's Day. You, yeah. you know, know what that. This,
2: so, this? pork loin you know, is really here, pretty
3: good. Oh, and each year the U.S. more than 1.7 billion pounds of bacon are can, bacon is consumed. That's incredible. Yeah, but, I really feel sorry know. for
2: pigs because I could, you know, I could take out a few of those myself, all by myself. You know, pigs are a very oh, tasty animal. They are. Yes. I'm yes, sorry for them. Are. But anyway, and, you know, this would be really good with a, a dip. I'm gonna next time I'm presented with this, I'm gonna eat it.
3: Go oh, I appreciate that. Well, and you know we take pride in it too. I mean, you know, our, we say it's a yes yeah, southern recipe, but we also it's a secret recipe. Now the founder back in the day, back in that 50s, the founder's wife who was a home ec, you we're know, dust off an old term, home ec mm-hmm. teacher.
1: Yeah, she,
3: they had to come up with a different process, and she. Was in the kitchen working on this secret um, process, and to this day we still use it. So it gives you a fresher, more crunch, a little bit fluffier pork rind. So we're proud of that, that what Mary did back in the the 50s is still around and still producing the best-tasting pork rinds in the South, like we like to say. Well,
1: I think I know what she did. She called for a beer. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, that that actually would be a good idea.
1: Yeah, that would be a good idea to have these two things put together. Okay. A beer and a, and, a, and a
2: Your list of ingredients here is a little bit lengthy and I can't it's it's also very tiny. So, um oh. it, it, it doesn't look like it's just pork skin and it, oil.
3: It, yeah, it's pork rind salt of course. We have chili peppers in the hot and spe- uh the hot and spicy we do have onion powder, a little bit of garlic, and a lot of different uh, profiles like that, you know, like uh, paprika. You know, we have different type of flavors that go on in. But the pellet itself, you know, if you see a, a pork grain pellet, and, uh, and, some, and some of your listeners might say, you, well, what is that? It, did you say pellet?
2: Did you say pellet? Yeah,
3: a pork grain pellet. It starts, oh, that, you know, we process it out, and vision. then you put it in the oil. When you yeah, see I, it pop up, it's incredible. Uh-huh.
2: It how, really does pop big?
1: up. It, it like gets uh, three, four, five times bigger than it was when you first put it in yeah. there.
2: So how big is you're a pork exactly right. pellet when you drop it in the oil? How big is it? Oh,
3: I'm going to say it's like a well, we have different sizes of course, but I'm going to say you know like a two inch by two inch square esque, you know, and it's a little bit maybe eighth of an inch thick. And you're exactly right. Throwing in any oil and it just just pops up. It doesn't pop out of the plant, the, the pan. But it just grows. It's incredible. And we have, you know, we sell that on our website. And people buy big bags, and they they have fresh uh, pork rinds any time. But it is fascinating. You throw a handful in or a little bit more than that, and it just, you know, in you know, probably about 15 seconds, it grows to a pork rind, and you season it. Mm. So it's, it's know, these very, things have been sitting
2: on my – I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
3: Oh, I was just saying, it's just fun, you know, to, to see it pop on up, and it's a fresh pork rind.
2: These things have been sitting on my counter for I don't know at least two weeks. You know, like in the kitchen. Really? Yeah, in a box with Bobby. A. And, and I uh, and I there. and I didn't How even touch them about? because I've just never really been interested in pork rinds, and that's because clearly I never tasted the right one and i know this is very commercially and obviously that's why you're on but but i i i'm gonna go eat these doug you're out of luck buddy i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna go ahead and eat these because i really do like them now our pork rinds maybe the pork rinds that i've had in the past the the little tiny bite that i've taken out of the ones that are served on restaurant menus as sort of an amuse-bouche coming to the table. Maybe they weren't properly seasoned. Is that the difference, do you think?
3: I think that's a difference, too. I think okay. uh, you're going to get different people. And then sometimes they'll they'll do real fresh ones in a res- uh, restaurant, and they're still not processed as well. You know, you'll get that a little bit. Because I'll, I'll taste them. I'll go to a restaurant and, and see. And, and it's funny because some of the restaurants will use our product uh, and they'll season it their own way, and I, I think that matters. You know, uh, mm-hmm. obviously it, it's the the flavor profile, but the fluffiness and the in how uh, you know crunchy it is, and that 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 matters to a lot of uh, consumers, and that's where we run out. I like and, the taste of it. That. The but,
2: taste is good. Yeah. It's like yeah. it it really is kind of like a chip. I mean, I I seriously would maybe trade my nacho spicy Doritos for this.
3: Well, you know, you put it, make nachos out of it, too. You do lay out um, very simple. Instead of the, the, the taco chip or tortilla chip, use the pork rind. And we have that. And on our website, uh, southernrecipe.com, we have a bunch of different recipes with pork rind. So it's kind of fun. Um, well, I would do to, pimento to cheese try.
2: with this in a heartbeat.
3: Yes, yes.
2: Mm. You perfect. know southern and pimento cheese?
3: Yes, Anything? Perfect.
1: Anything new coming in uh, over the horizon?
2: We have three flavors you know, we here. We, have the, flavors. we have the hot and spicy. We have the hot and spicy, we have salt and vinegar and we have barbecue here. Do you have other flavors?
3: And we and we have the original. Uh, the original is just the, just a seasoned salt on that. Uh, and we look at different flavors. Sometimes we come out with a, a special, you know, a, a flavor just kind of introduce the, how it goes and we have different things like that. And and it's really how much it goes, you know. We and we try. We test different flavors, um, not out to the public, and we do taste tests. And sometimes it's like, well, that was a miss, you know. That's a funky, maybe a funky flavor. <laughs> Sounds so, like my but, house every day. <laughs> yeah, I think you got to try things out. And it's funny too because parts of the country, of course, flavor profiles are different. Now the world's coming is much more it's small, you know, where uh, it used to be more of a primarily southern. Um, delicacy, the pork rind, but now you, people movement all over. It is throughout the country, so you get people trying certain flavors, and they like it, and they move to the Midwest, or they move to the West Coast, or whatever it might be, and they're going to bring those flavor profiles. So we're, we're, uh, we always do look at different flavors, but these are our mainstay, and we have people that just they will buy the hot and spicy or the barbecue, and, and then that's, that's what they stand by
0: got so,
2: love them. Going back to the history of your company, if it's been around since the 50s, yes. Now pork rinds are obviously a hot, certainly a hot menu item. I don't know, you know, off the grocery shelf, but how has your business tracked up? Has it, has there, has it been sort of an up and down thing, or is it just really, really going up now in the last, say, five years or so?
3: No, it's been growing. And, you know, we were um we have been for years the world's largest manufacturer of pork rind. So uh, and we have a couple other brands that fall into that. But you'll see uh, when you see up and down a little bit, you'll see uh President Bush was uh yes. pork rind. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. he, that was it and you saw a kick yeah. up for that. And that was years yep. ago. Atkins diet, um, I might actually I know that for Maybe 10 years, maybe 15 years ago, the Atkins diet was a very hot diet, and it's still very popular now, but you see you saw a big kick up there. And now over the last few years, it is the keto, you know, that no-carb yeah, right. diets and things like that, mm-hmm. and then you'll see a tick up from that. But for the most part, um, is just distribution. More and more we get out there with people ordering online. You know, over the last, mm-hmm. obviously, the last few years, it's easier to get product dropped right at your front door, and that's where we see uh, the influx of that, too.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, it was sure great uh, having you visit us and uh, perk our appetites and also wake us up from uh, <laughs> the, the moments in our program where we can't seem to do it for natural.
2: Hey, Doug, do we have a caller, Doug?
1: we have a caller? No, I don't know. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, where do you get these uh, things? Uh, yeah, are the these, is this on uh, the supermarket shelf or is it
3: yeah. online only? You'll, well, you'll see it at canyon store. stores. You'll see convenience stores so will be in local grocery stores, but I always tell everybody to get your favorite, go to, go online. You know, we're, of mm-hmm. course, uh, um, online at southernrecipe.com and, and you'll be able to order them in free shipping and get any flavor. We talked about the hot and spicy, but the vinegar, the salt and vinegar, I yeah. know um, Southern Recipe is my product, but I'm going to tell you, the salt and vinegar is the best salt and vinegar flavor from any product across, any snack. I am just I just love it. But you get a lot of people that will try different things, and they can't you know, they can't get a certain flavor because it's sold out. So go online and, and order them in and get free shipping. It's in it, okay. Try it out.
2: Well, you All know, right. Doug, you just lost the salt and vinegar because I was thinking I was going to save that one for you, but too bad. Um, <laughs> I do I, I do still have the barbecue pork rinds, though. Um, uh, <clears throat> Mark, is the barbecue pork rind bag something I should save for myself, you know what? or do I you think I can everything. give it to Doug? <laughs> Don't do anything. <laughs> we do that at our house. Well, well we're in our home studio, so I have to make thing. an effort to get this to the producer. So I think I'm, I'm going to do that, Doug. I'm going to leave the, the barbecue flavor for you. I was going to give you both of those other two bags, but now that Mark has told me how good the salt and vinegar is, I'm going to have to just give you the one bag. Anyway, Mark Singleton is with Southern Recipe. Which is a pork rind company that has been around since the 50s. And you can
1: uh, you can buy this uh, at just about anywhere in no, our you can, area? No?
2: You can order it online, yep. primarily. Order it online. Order 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 online. It can be uh, stores.
3: Drips? Yeah, but pick them up at convenience stores and, and online. Oh, and you have those steal. in
2: your vending machine, Doug? They're, they're in the vending machines? Oh, okay. Well, they're probably in vending machines all over then.
1: Yes, yes.
2: Oh, good. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have to. Well, then I don't have to bring these to you, Doug. I'm gonna keep this one for myself. You can get it out of the vending machine. Why? All right. <laughs> Mark, move. thank you so much for uh, talking to us. And I, am not joking about this. I think I, you have just turned me on to pork rinds because those are really, really good.
3: I, you know what? I, I wish I had a big bell I could ring it because <laughs> I, another pork rind lover. I appreciate that. Uh-huh.
1: Well, it was nice having
3: with you It's here, probably not
2: as dramatic as another always angel always. in heaven, but you know what?
1: You're, <laughs> you're, you're, I'll take it. You're always welcome to come in and uh, let us know what else you got going.
2: Thank you, Mark. Thanks.
3: I'll do it. I, See ya. I, I really appreciate it. You guys have a and fantastic, so rindtastic uh, rest of the night. How's that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks so Thank much. You. Take care. It's Bye-bye. It's I'm
1: Tom Fitzmaurice. You are you, and we would love to hear from you today.
2: 260-6368. 6368 You are listening to and WWL. That's kind of like a, po- 3. a pretty uh, much uh, right FM. down in
1: the middle, quick little thing. HG2. But uh, you don't have to have a special uh, reason to call us or anything like that. You're always welcome to talk about anything. All right. And I'm going to uh, finish my nothing, pork rinds, and no we'll be between. back
2: shortly. We are back. 260-6368 is the number. Doug, tell us when you have Pete on the phone. Eat. And in the meantime, we are going to just chat because I just saw something in Tom's almanac that I absolutely want to cover today. Um, I'm also going to um, take those pork rinds. Doug, do you do you like pork rinds?
1: Uh, I, it's not one of my favorite things, but it's uh, I've had worse, and this one was yeah, a nice clean product and uh, it, very intense sodium and a lot of pepper oh, oh. Uh,
2: that's what i like about it it's got well, a good flavor yeah, it, it, do you, you get them out of the uh, vending machine doug doug he's probably on the phone yeah uh i am going to take some of that chicken that i have in there that i've been looking at because i found this little chicken in the store and it was a rotisserie chicken it was smaller than usual and so I bought it because it was smaller than usual. Because the rotisserie chickens in the store, they feel like, to me, they've been blown up. So I like the little smaller ones. So I got it. And I've been sort of snacking on it. And I was thinking, boy, you know, I'd really love to make a, a chicken salad. But I can't really eat it on anything because it's just, you know, not makes a, a, good, t- not a good thing. So now I'm going to go. I'm going to save my pork rind back. And I'm going to make the chicken salad. This is after I check the ingredients list carefully. I'm going to make that chicken salad with a bunch of uh, celery in it. And uh, and then I'm going to eat it on those pork rinds because I thought that was really, really good. I'm very surprised at how much I liked them. Anyway, you know, it just goes to show you I should maybe try things a little more. <laughs> Today, right. Tom, this is yeah. super exciting. Hell Today yeah. is the Feast of Stephen.
1: Oh, yeah, as in per the song.
2: Yes. you know um, how to sing that? Well, no. Yeah, yeah. Good Doug, key. do we have
1: a copy of that?
2: Well, I just want to say this, because last year at this time, yeah. actually not this time. We had left a few days before. But at this time, I was in Hungary last year, ah. and, um, and they had a big celebration going on. And the, the day after we left, they had a big fireworks thing over the river in Budapest, and it was for the Feast of Stephen. And uh, today, obviously, is, uh, it's on your, on your almanac. This is the anniversary. And I, and I was wondering, because everywhere in Hungary, there is, and also in that whole area, because St. Stephen's really a big deal there. So I was wondering who this Stephen guy was. Anyway, um, it's the anniversary of the founding of Hungary. Stephen, the prince of Magyars, a a people who came into what is now Hungary from Asia centuries before, declared Hungary a Christian nation. This was in 1000. The pope recognized his authority, and that put Hungary on the map. Hungarian food is distinctive and influential. It's really. And that put uh, and and its flavors have migrated into surrounding countries, notably Poland. Its most famous flavor is that of paprika, as they call it, but paprika is what we call it. Uh, but that didn't come along until Columbus brought red peppers to Europe. Hungary's famous wine is Tokay, one of the world's yep. best that's, sweet wines. That's a
1: very unusual wine. It is uh, it's on the sweet side. Mm -hmm. And uh, it has been uh, drunk by, well, drunk is probably a poor choice of words, but uh, by Hungarians for a long time to the point where uh, some years ago uh, the Roosevelt, uh, wait a minute, excuse me, it wasn't the Roosevelt Hotel, it was the Hotel Intercontinental uh, put on uh, every uh, year for uh, quite a number of years. uh, They had these people who had come over from, Hungary, and we're playing Hungarian music and serving Hungarian food. Mm. It was mm-hmm. really, really great. It is good. Great.
2: It is really good food.
1: Have you ever had it?
2: Hungarian food? Yeah. Yeah. There was this little restaurant in uh, Budapest last year called um, KOR, K-O-R, and it's a tiny little uh, restaurant, really tiny restaurant, totally local, which was a little bit, maybe two or three blocks from the hotel. And... um Actually, a lot of good restaurants around there, but this little one kind of really appealed to us, and I wound up, it was so crowded, and everybody was, obviously knew everybody except us, of course, which is kind of a common Fitzmaurice thing in travel. I was sitting behind the door because that was the only place that was left, and it was delicious. I had to get Hungarian goulash before I left, and it was not the kind of Hungarian goulash that you would expect, because when you think of Hungarian goulash, you think, that doesn't sound very good, but this was divine. It was, first of all, so stove hot that I burned my mouth, but I didn't really care because it was that good, and there were there were pieces of filet mignon that were so deliciously braised into this thick, flavorful, brown gravy. But it was served not with potatoes in it, but it was served over potato croquettes. And it was absolutely scrumptious. And even Mary Lee, who never tries anything, was was smitten by it. You know, Daniel, the gourmet cellist, was on with me one time, and he was talking about this... this um, dish called um, horta, wait, horta bai or something, and I asked about it, I said, if I ever get to Hungary, I'm going to look at this, I'm going to look for this, and they didn't have it that day, it was a special, but I think it's like a crepe, which has meat inside of it, and then it's rolled up, and it's got a sauce on it. Now, he said it was ground meat, but the guy at the hotel said they make it with chicken, so I guess maybe it's different, you know, depending on what kind of meat you have, but I would like to try that one of these days. I was only in Hungary to eat. I waited until the very last meal in order to eat some Hungarian food, and I'm disappointed about that. I wish I had wish I had eaten more.
1: Well, you missed one little thing that you might have seen and might not have seen. Uh, one of the uh, deals that they get into if they're showing off what they can do, and Hungarian food really is terrific. If you if you well, I just had them. it
2: that one time.
1: Yeah, you, but you need to find you know where the good stuff is coming from. But one of the little tricks they did was they would shake up a bottle of they they did a fair amount of of bubbly wine around there, and they would the, the guy who was serving it would put his thumb over the end, and shake it, and then he would aim at the mouth. Of one of the other waiters, uh, other um, people. people. I was going for waiters. Uh, <laughs> at, at the time, there was a stream from, oh, approximately where I'm sitting to where that microphone is.
2: Which not. is about six feet, people. It
1: was pretty far and uh, and and they'd go right in the mouth mm-hmm. unbelievable I, it's and then he walked out and everything had been normalized
2: i would definitely love to i mean we don't have any hungarian restaurants but, um, Not at the but uh, you We've know had, if anyone does a special nowadays. hungarian thing it would be kind of interesting but that 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 uh, dish that i was talking about that daniel mentioned was it, it's spelled h o r t b a g y i i think but anyway <laughs> Uh, if you see something like that on a menu, ask for it. And I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. But mm. the, if you go to Budapest, and a lot of people are going on those river cruises, uh, go to ho- uh, not hotel, but the restaurant Core, K-O-R, which is around mm. sort of the main square by the uh, yeah. by the big bridge by the Four Seasons. Mm. By well, Stevens, very it's by the you know we were like two blocks from uh, the Stevens Square. Mm-hmm. So happy Stevens Day to everyone. Yeah,
1: this a song, a, ch- uh, a popular song. Yeah, it's Good King
2: I- Wenceslas. Is that? Where, was it's that a, it's a Christmas song.
1: This one was, I, I think, it was a
2: pop dun, dun, song. On the feast of Stevens. I don't know the rest of it. All right, <laughs> it's the food <laughs> show. <laughs> it's going to be Christmas we'll, we'll before do our you own know music. it, too. <laughs> we'll do our own music from now on. Doug, where's that song? You're so good at pulling up songs out of the ether. Uh, it'll remind us of Christmas, which will in fact don't. be here very shortly. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Hopefully, we will come back with Pete Kusiv. WWL FM one hundred five point three HD two. Oh, you know what? I'm looking. I'm looking inside this bag of pork rinds and looking uh-huh. at them from this angle. Yeah. They look like that snack that I don't even know is still on the market. Bugles. Do you remember those things?
1: Bugles. No, but uh, it sounds familiar.
2: I used to I used to hate those things, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not really I'm not really a big snack person like a snack like this kind of thing, but bugles were something that my mom was really high on back in the day. Are those are those still on the market? And also Fritos, are those still on the market?
1: Well, I can guarantee you Fritos are. That was are
2: bugles though. Bugles was, were. Oh, ew, well. I don't know. Anyway. <clears throat> Uh, two six zero six three six eight is the number if you would like to tell me if Bugles are still in the market, because I'm never going to go to the store and actually look for yeah. them. I'm just kind of curious. Tom, in your gourmet gazetteer here, now I'm going to take you to task for this.
1: Oh, go right ahead. It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs>
2: But it says Sotol Vista is a well-named spot in Big Bend National Park in West Texas. It is. Now, usually everything in your almanac has some food connection, and I keep looking for the food connection, but I don't see it. And I think you're just saying that, Tom, because you like Big Bend so much. Where is the – oh, Chili Pepper Cafe. Ah, now we get to
1: it. And and the Big Bend is all the way to
2: the last sentence, though. Hmm?
1: Well, at the – in the end of the season which you know, doesn't tell you very much but it's uh this is the de- desert uh Total vista is the name of the Is that town. where
2: that's where Terlingua is?
1: Terlingua, I, that was exactly what I was going to say because you walk out the back door of of the park officially and then uh there are these guys trying to hustle you into um the the Terlingua Terlingua which is the house of the Barbecue capital of the world. I love bar- that
2: little caveish barbecue place. I remember that. It I haven't did. been there in thirty years, but I remember it like oh, yesterday.
1: That's one of my favorite I places know. to show up. And you it's know been what? A I think we should time. do,
2: Tom. I'm gonna. We should go. <laughs> no, this is terrible.
1: <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Now this. We can't just let this sit here. We got to find out what this is. What kind of T-shirt it is? No, no, what no, kind Tom. You used sna- to say. You know sneakers. what?
2: When I when I get old, drive uh-huh. me out to Big Ben and just leave me
1: there. You know, I I actually told people so, to do this.
2: I so. know, so I'm thinking we'll go to Tarlingua, we'll have some barbecue, uh-huh. and then Tom will never be seen or heard from again.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll be gone. i just, but I guarantee I just, you that that's that is a place. You know, the so the end thing, of
2: the earth. Yes,
1: it really is. Yeah, it's. Uh, but you did
2: say that. You remember you used to say that? Look, when I get old, I don't wanna I don't wanna be old, so just drive me out to Big Ben and just leave me you out know, there.
1: I, it, this tells me that you've been paying attention attention all along. No, I just think about it constantly. When can we is, get to Big Ben <laughs> That is one of the most obscure things I have ever said that you would remember still after thirty
2: five years. No, I'm thinking about it because Terlingua I never actually think about Big Ben, but uh-huh. I do remember Terlingua. And that, that particular barbecue place. And I'm wondering if it's still there. Yeah. Did anybody oh, ever yeah. go to Big Ben? Have you been to Terlingua? And do they have that place still?
1: I'll bet you they do. I'd be surprised if they didn't have that.
2: Now people are filing this. They're writing this down. If Tom goes to Big Ben and doesn't come back, they're going to look for me. Because- but but it was his request. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I would have I'd be giving him what he wants. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. That is two six zero menu. We are going to be talking to Pete Kusev from the Lake House. Pete Kusev is a really interesting person. Yes, with he is. And uh, just a mind-boggling resume. I mean, he goes back to Jamie Shannon. He rode in on a bike with Jamie Shannon.
1: My kind of guy.
2: Mm-hmm. And he has been kicking around uh, the North and South Shore for a while. So he is going to be a fascinating person to talk to, and I'm looking very forward to that whenever we talk to him. But currently he is at the lake house And turning out really, I mean, he is really good. He's turning out great food. Also, he is working on the new La Provence because.
1: I have heard that. Because
2: Mr. Cayman, thank God, bought La Provence. And it's going to be get ready for the halcyon days of La Provence.
1: They had renovated that place. And the building was all right to begin with. But they have come in and done some renovation there. Well,
2: they haven't really started yet.
1: Well, they 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 have it planned, and I have no doubt that he will have any problem. I know it's uh, going to be fantastic. Uh, going.
2: It's going to be fantastic, because what, what, what he's done with the lake house is is fabulous. And if you have not been to the lake house on the weekend for thirty three dollars, you a person you can uh, have what amounts to like a wedding banquet.
0: Yeah, Under a beautiful right. white
2: tent, and it's just gorgeous. And on holidays, it's extraordinary. It's really, really extraordinary. And Pete is kept very busy by Cayman with his movie business and all the other pies that Cayman has his fingers in. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Steve has gone underground because he knows that he must apologize to you. In oh? front of me and everyone else. What for? And he doesn't even know why, but he will when he calls. Steve, yeah. yes. Hmm. Steve owes you an apology, Tom, and I aim to get it for you.
1: Oh, I can't wait.
2: Your gourmet uh, almanac is not all that big today. No? Yes, it's not. No, no, it's not all Do you, that big.
1: You did, we have a Saints thing here that. You have zoomed past
2: i have well yeah well maybe i'm where looking in the wrong, no i think i think, think you're probably pots and pans i think you probably have uh, just imagined the saints thing the saints are not playing today although i did see someone what is today today's tuesday yeah someone was wearing a saint's jersey today at a restaurant where i went and i thought wait a minute what day is it because the, the saints do play on different days but uh, and and then you can always tell that they're playing because servers are wearing Saints jerseys. But I think maybe they've just gotten to wearing them all the time. Because and everybody because the Hoot Nation it is, is an intense an intense supporter of their team. That is for sure. Yes, indeed. Anybody going to the Queen concert tonight? I'm jealous. I'm very jealous. I um. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, you no, I'm not. I'm not. I, You know, Mary Lee and I talked about it, and um, <clears> there <throat> was another person we were going to go with. And then one by one, the Indians just sort of fell away. And I'm not really – it's like I, my FOMO meter is on red right now.
1: FOMO meter? Yeah,
2: fear of missing out. My FOMO meter, oh, oh. which pretty <laughs> much is kind of like my evil, evil puppet master. And I am just a hapless tool to my FOMO meter. And it drives me to do things that I absolutely should not do under normal circumstances, but like I said, I'm just a tool. So I um I You know really what that
1: means <laughs> when you say like I say. This this is something we noticed back in the nineteen sixties on the old WSNB one. What's that? Uh, is that whenever a caller into the show mm-hmm. uh would be talking for they quote, would repeat themselves th- that what they would say is but uh, uh but again i say
2: yeah well that means that at some point i've said it before that so that was it
1: that we yeah. are going to hear everything this guy always already has said Well, we I, I like to think i don't, over again.
2: I like to think i don't do that i'm talking about oh, at some other just, yeah. at some other reference i have said that but um uh, you know i and apparently an incredible number of people are currently obsessed with Queen because of Bohemian Rhapsody. And we have toyed with the idea of going to the Queen's concert for about six months now. And as it got closer and closer, we had to finally make the decision on whether or not we were going. And it was kind of decided for us when somebody texted me saying the tickets are on the ground only at $500 apiece. And I went, oh, okay, well, mm. FOMO meter be damned, I'm not going <laughs> So yeah, anyway, good. if you're going to the Queen concert, call me tomorrow and tell me what it was like. I always whenever I go to a concert, I always leave going, Why did I do that?
1: Or any any that's how, restaurant. That's really. how I
2: felt that's how I felt when I went to um, the Michael Buble concert, which was fine, but just you know, ordinary. I mean I'm sorry. I hope I'm not insulting anyone, but he didn't play any of the fake Sinatra songs that I like. Yeah, I mean 2606368 uh, is the number. 260 Menu Jack T Garden is in your almanac. No, also kidding. Tom, one of the greats of jazz Whoa, and what what a big band trombone.
1: He was uh, like nothing I've ever seen.
2: Oh, he was from North Louisiana. Um I wait, is that right? No, no. No. No, No, that's somebody else. No, that's somebody else. John Cooksey. Okay. Um, A tea garden. What is a tea garden? A
1: tea garden is exactly what it says it, but this uh, it is. It's a place where you sit down and
2: and have tea. Are there tea tea gardens in America anywhere, or are those just Uh, in Asia? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, The the place, the the English uh, tea room, I think that's the name of it. It's in downtown. That's not a tea garden.
2: Uh, That's not a tea garden. Sure, it is. Is a tea room and a tea garden the same thing? I don't think Pretty so. Pretty much.
1: It's where you go and you uh, you sit down with friends and you have tea, and it's tea that's so well together. I don't know, Tom. Uh, I think a tea garden
2: that, is an Asian thing.
1: Well, maybe there's an Asian. They certainly do drink a lot of it in Asia. But uh, anyhow, Jack Tea Garden uh, you know, that was just—I think it was his birthday or something. But the other one you mentioned was Jack T. Garden. I oh, think? Cooksey. 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 And he uh, wound up being—I can't remember what. It was a major uh, Louisiana state of. Um, uh,
2: Okay, I have uh, to. I have to jump in here. Yeah, and stop it before it gets away. Yeah, uh, and, I, and since I can't help you because I have no idea at all where you're going with it, yeah, I just you, have you, to it, say stop.
1: He he's the kind of guy who would be the state. Uh,
2: yeah, something or another. Yeah. yeah anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. That's two six zero menu. I will give you a quote from Alfred Newman, which is also in Tom's Almanac.
1: Alfred is, E. Newman.
2: Yes. Yeah, it is, the, the, we are living in a world today where lemonade is made from artificial flavors and furniture polish is made from real lemons. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was the guy on the cover of Mad Magazine. There's
2: something really depressing about that. Yeah. But true. Well, just, you you true. can fix it easy enough. Yeah?
1: Yeah, go and get some tea. Well. I mean, after all.
2: In a, in a tea garden.
1: Sure. No less. Yeah, no less than that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let's see, where have we been eating lately? Um, We covered all the places. I've been writing just nonstop. Me too. Nonstop about all of the things that that we have to write about because it takes a lot to cover places to uh, put out a publication like nomenu.com, which, by the way, if you haven't been to lately, you should check it out, nomenu.com. Um, We had a piece today on nobanu.com about the party that we went to, you and I, for Tenny Flynn's book, The Celebratory Party for the Deep End of Flavor. Hmm. That guy can really cook. And I am determined before the end of culinary season to make it over there for their culinary. And if I don't, I just want to go over there and eat. Because I haven't been in a really long time to that restaurant. But, but going to that party and talking to them reminded me of how committed to absolute excellence they are. And uh, I have to have some more of those lobster dumpling, dumplings and the barbecue shrimp.
1: But from the uh, the thing from the the the, party from the party at
2: Sofab. But anyway, there's a write-up about that party on NoMenu.com today. Mm. Oh, good. Yes. And the other thing on NoMenu.com is a breakfast report about Mandy's. That they're probably not going to like.
1: How many uh, did we determine, uh, how many places to eat breakfast are there on the North Twelve.
2: Shore? Twelve. Twelve. on just the North Isn't Shore. Isn't that
1: amazing? I would never have guessed Well,
2: that. Well, I would because everybody wants breakfast. My sister is obsessed with eating breakfast. And any yeah. chance, if she had to choose a meal to go out and eat, b- bizarrely, it would be breakfast, which I don't get at all. But then I'm not a breakfast eater. But there are 12 places now on the North Shore, and the conversation that we had while we were at Mandy's was, you know, in the time that Mandy's started, it was just Mandy's serving breakfast. And now there are 12 places serving breakfast, Mm. and quite a credible breakfast in a lot of cases there. Um, I wonder how that has affected the business at Mandy's.
1: Well, they all seem to be pretty busy, and a lot of them, like all the ones that I go to routinely, <coughs> which is about, oh, I'd say half a dozen. Well, if fleas. left to your
2: own devices, you would only <clears throat> go to Matina Bella.
1: No, I go there, but they're always busy. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. the... Uh,
2: uh, you go to Abita Roasters, too. a
1: Roasters, same story. You have to wait for a while to get a seat in there. And uh, just about everywhere you go, uh, that's how it is. Uh, so everybody... Everybody loves it.
2: I don't remember if I, uh, in the counting of the breakfast places, included the brunch places, too. Because my favorite place, my absolute favorite place to have breakfast is really a brunch, and that's at Oxlot 9.
1: Mm. Yeah, you you and... uh,
2: I love Oxlot uh, 9. I love Oxlot 9 even to get just a biscuit, bacon, and an egg. It's just a, a favorite place, and it's not appreciably more expensive no. than if I went to some breakfast joint and got a much less classy version of that same thing on a plate. I mean, well, it's not a, more expensive at all, really. Go ahead. What?
1: Well, uh, you know, speaking of, uh, so, oh, well, you were breakfast. speaking of it, so, yeah, uh, breakfast. Uh, the one of the uh, one of the other things that I, I see kind of forming itself is a like a. A dinner or a a lunch, really, that kind of comes out like a breakfast.
2: You're talking about brunch.
1: Brunch, yeah, but you know, brunch is brunch. I mean, when when you see the eggs coming out, but there are some lately where there are no eggs, and it it just kind of it's rolling right along. uh.
2: Well, usually, in order to make something brunch, you have to include an egg. With it, like, yeah, for example, yeah, you can so. get a hamburger at the at Oxlot, but it will have an egg on it. Or you can get Griads and Grits at the Chimes, which, by the way, yeah. might be some of the best Griads and Grits out there. At where? At the Chimes, although but, yeah, I'm bad at the Chimes, Chimes right now.
1: Chimes his ups and downs a little bit.
2: Well, the griots and grits on their brunch menu is spectacularly good. Uh, I mean, okay. I was second, thinking that for a while, second to none. Well, you haven't had it since then, so how could oh, that change no, your I, mind? I, I, just about a
1: week
3: ago. Anyway, I
2: don't know if they have an egg on that plate, but I think they might. It's actually a bowl. It's a bowl of grits and uh, and griots anyway so 2606368 is the number that's 260 menu we had brunch at ham bone also on the north shore the other day and that was that was good it was good but it was not as great as the dinner that we had there uh, i i am um, if i'm going to have ham i like it to be kind of crusty yeah. no i like it to be crusty this was not crusty this might as well have been um, You know, I won't say cold ham, but it was it didn't have a crust on it at all. And it didn't have any kind of I like it to be a little bit stiff, almost like bacon. 105.3
1: FM HD 2 Kenner, New Orleans, WWL Radio, New Orleans. More of the food show follows the news. Stay tuned, will you?
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue.